everyone welcome back to another podcast sorry for my lack of consistencies but may peace and blessings be upon you all in other words assalamu alaikum so today i am going to talk into more detail about kashmir and the current situation that's happening in kashmir after obviously marking the date of 5th of august and how that day is the black day for kashmiris what is black day what is the 5th of august what are who are kashmiris that's the common questions i get what's the difference between kashmiris indian and pakistanis oh my god so many common questions but i shall be talking to you all about that today first and foremost i really should clarify that when i say kashmiris that individual people who are struggling and fighting for their state that has been occupied by both Pakistan and Kashmir for more than 70 years now. Um this has happened after after the partition in 1947 if I'm right and um Kashmir had a hard hit on it. It affected them a lot and it still affects them till this day because India and Pakistan won't leave us alone. Us as in me being a Kashmiri, I'm going to say it as us because why not. Um 5th of August 2019 was when India revoked Article 35A and 370 and um, breached all UNO resolutions and the Shimla Agreement. What are all these agreements and articles I'm listing? Article 370 was the article that allowed Kashmiris in the Indian occupied Kashmiri to make their own rules and follow their own regulations apart from finance defense foreign affairs and communications it was just every all the kashmiris living in indian occupied kashmir could make their own laws but after it being revoked now they were kicked into a severe lockdown when i say severe lockdown it was a lack of communication networks were cut uh curfews were set like really strict curfews um they were set on a basic ration they were given they weren't allowed to leave the country there were set timings where they had to follow they were expected to stay in home so this has been going on for a year now like it's literally been a year and what makes me fail to understand is that we suffered for four or five months we've been in lockdown since fifth for some sorry since march and we're now in august and we are struggling like we're still going out we're still some people are still not following the the rules that corona covid and lockdown were given but Imagine in 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 Indian occupied Kashmir and in if you step out your house past the curfew you are shot to dead. There will be the, there is a mass genocide going on. There's women and children being raped. And as I emphasized before in my last podcast that these children and brothers and sisters we have in India occupied Kashmir are suffering and do not have basic human rights being fulfilled. Here we still can go walk down our road without getting shot. And not without hearing airstrikes, without hearing bullets and like shot and without seeing bloodshed on the floor, basically. But that's what all they see. Bloodshed, hear bullets, hear airstrikes. And it's just seeing the military, like military left, right, centre. And it, you, you think, how can someone live in such a strong, forced, forceful manner? And um, that's that's what is why i'm here to speak but anyway um article 35a were is also a permit for kashmir kashmiris to have a permanent residence in the region so kashmiris already live there and aren't of indian nationality 
while our Kashmiris can live in that area. But that was revoked as well, so that stops them from doing a lot and now has... has affected a lot. They have been abolished, which basically by the Prime Minister of India, who is Narendra Modi, who isn't respected a lot in Kashmir, well, he does not deserve it because he has completely ruined a country for his own political gain. Now, um, what he's also done is there's a town called Ladakh in Jammu Kashmir and he has decided to take over that town when that town was part of Kashmir as well and he's taken it under his administration as well. When I say Indian occupied Kashmir, I purely mean it because Kashmir has no full authority on their own state. That's us calling, that's like the argument with Scotland and England. If Scotland could get the referendum and get their country on their own, why can't Kashmir do that between India and Pakistan? But unfortunately, both countries are corrupt and here we are listening to shambles and absolute disturbing news on the daily no matter how many articles people write you actually fail to see improvement like okay fair enough it, um the prime minister of pakistan said and spoke in parliament but i'm still seeing the same things every day 5th of august we we protested across Br- brussels uh london manchester birmingham Bra- bradford paris main countries all these six main brussels are blessed right outside united nations we protested for um Kashmir, for Kashmir, for the brothers and sisters back home to get their voices heard because they cannot spread awareness. They cannot share what's going on. We are the only hope they have, and if we don't utilize our privileges, then what are we doing? We're just sitting here doing nothing, literally. But um, it's been a year. The suffering and women. There's been a like a lot like loss. Like the population's decreasing. In other words, like it's literally decreasing. People are dying, people are disappeared, all political leaders, all um, human rights activists that are from Jammu Kashmir have been hidden in jails in India with no form of contacts with their family. So um, this is the current situation and um, I feel like it's it's beneficial for me to talk to you guys about it because we have so I, I repeat myself so much but it's important that i emphasize the fact that our privileges are nothing compared to what is going on in the countries after lebanon after yemen after blm after all these suffering countries palestine it's it's like what are we doing if we're not helping these countries what on earth are we doing like like imagine living on a curfew okay let alone we've we just about managed to live on a lockdown but what if our lockdown had a curfew imagine we couldn't go out after 8 p.m or 7 p.m that's nothing that's literally we would actually scream we would go crazy sing sing on our house I, and the fact is that we are blessed to have beds and food and kitchens and bathrooms and clean water in our houses in kashmir in india occupied kashmir they do not have that and that's where we struggle and some people do uh, uh, some people act so arrogantly and oblivious like they fail to understand that what is going on and they remove their focus from it they they look at other things they look at oh they deserved it oh this is their fault because they did this no 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 human ever deserves to suffer in such like i don't know what the word is in such harsh ways like what did those young children brother and our young parents and children like adults do to be 
pushed in a severe lockdown and lose their family members like every other day. Like every single day you're hearing about a loss, unfortunately. But that's what where we've come to. But um what I'm going to do is um I'm going to link some charities and some Instagram pages who can detailedly explain and give you guys updates of what's going on because after all we need UNO to take send off a peace treat a peace a peacekeeping troop to Jammu Kashmir and take over because if no one takes over we will lose our whole population of people and that's us failing as people that's our basic human right that every we've literally failed another country how many more tweets will I have to see we failed Yemen we failed Lebanon we failed Palestine now do I have to literally read and type we failed Kashmir because right now it looks like we have and unfortunately if I don't scream, who will? I have to scream for for the cries I'm hearing back home. There's cries they probably... What's cry? Like, we cry to sleep because of our mental health probably. Like, some people probably cry to sleep because of their mental health. But they're having to cry for their physical, their mental, their emotional, their economic, everything that's stuff happening back there. And it's not fair. Like, like last year, when it happened, on the 5th of August 2019, we had the... Like, that month, we there was a really good turnout for the protest and it went really well british kashmiris patterned it really well and i couldn't be even more proud of this year we could have done better but it was a good amount and we were strong we were affected we we got our chance right we just want the foreign forces out of the country to leave our state and for UNO to do what their job is and to react in the effective manner and give Kashmir the right to self-determination because every human basic right is for the right of self-determination. If Scotland could do it with England, why can't we? Why can't Kashmiris? Why do we have to watch? Just because they're a different ethnic, just because they're not of a most famous populated ethnic background. No, it's it's not fair. They are humans regardless of their skin colour, regardless of who they are and um, of what religion they follow. And... um, I feel like I've gone on a tangent, but yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And for people who come to me and say, who use their derogatory terms and say Kashmir isn't important, please educate yourself and listen clearly to what I've said today and why I will not stop fighting for Kashmir because at the end of the day, I grew up listening to the cries of Kashmiris and the screams of them and to watch, growing up to watch them suffer is too much. I've lived, I've lived for 18 years. They've been suffering for 70 years. We're talking about elderly people who probably died and were born in the state and died in that state. And those are the people we call martyrs. But, um, yeah... 5th of August will always remain a black day and it's important that we continue to push our MPs, our our UN representatives to fight for our countries because if we don't use our power, because UK, USA and like Russia are the three most, and China for example, they're the most four powerful countries in the world. If we don't utilise our nationalities for our ethnicities then what are we doing i'm a british kashmiri and if i don't carry on doing for what i can do for kashmir in right respectives of my british nationalities then i've failed i've literally failed 
but um pretty much that's me today feel free to ask me questions on my dms uh, at sign speaks on instagram um if you have any more questions or any more queries feel free to um ask me questions and in the next podcast i'm probably going to bring on more human rights activists who can talk to us more in detail about what's happening in kashmir because obviously we can go on for more or feel free to dm me what you want more to hear about like i will do one on palestine i will do one on lebanon and i feel like i'll hit another one on yemen because yemen needs a more thingy because after all it's the biggest humanitarian crisis in the world and after lebanon may go um may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all victims jannah and make it easy for them because obviously the biggest port was bombed and it's not easy but that is for the next podcast hope you're all well hope you're safe please feel please continue following quarantine rules i don't want anyone to be affected but um indian so-called democracy is failing us and if we don't do anything who will and final message is for all my indians listen to this i am not attacking you i'm attacking the indian government who have failed us and who have destroyed us like they've destroyed muslims across the country but this is not a religious mass genocide this is a more ethnic cleansing and it needs to be stopped because the state is deserved for whoever lives on the state and the right of self-determination and demilitarization needs to be done asap but hope you're all well take care be safe and that's from me today